Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 190, episode one of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, June 21st, <laughs> 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. With your feet on the trends and your head in the dew. Try this study about British coal. Gas. <laughs> your head will collapse. There's a podcast in it and you ask yourself, where is O'Brien? Where is O'Brien? Where is O'Brien? Uh, that is courtesy of Skater Greg uh, on Twitter. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Miles Gray singing on the daily side. Take these AKs and give them life. All while high. <laughs> you were only waiting for the cold brew to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> all while high kills me. All, all Shout out to Johnny Davis for that Blackbird cover. I, I thought I was at a college party again, and someone was like, yo, you ever give me that acoustic guitar really quick. <laughs> uh, well, Miles, we are thrilled fortunate blessed to be joined in our third seat once again once again by the hilarious acclaimed comedian actor podcast host and one of our favorite guests one of the zeitgang's favorite guests the brilliant and talented ever maynard ever. Wow, thank you so much for having me i wish i had a cover song oh um. no <laughs> if anything tell us how remember the thing i'll always remember is one of the first times you're on when we used to do the myth section was talking about the goat person who like lived behind your elementary school yes the yeah. playground goat. Yeah. yeah i'll always think about the lore of the goat person the, the goat monster Whatever, whatever was place going has one. Yeah. I was known as the playground goat for my four square skills. But oh uh, wow, yeah, yeah that's okay. just different. Just doing a handball when playing handball, and like dude, rainbow. And like, oh, he does it at the last <laughs> minute. Popcorn. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> oh my god, popcorn! You remember bus stop? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the listeners could not see that, but I did the two hands up, ball down, and then a tap on. There no spikes. Uh, yeah, spikes, you have spikes. to call them. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody always didn't. And then if you complained, you're like, and you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. like, you're a little bitch. Do the kids know about that yeah. anymore? How, how we I don't know. Them? That's a good question. Uh, 12 year old listeners, let us know. Y'all still <laughs> fuck with Foursquare? And Dude. what are yeah. the most popular rules now? Like, is popcorn still around? Do you guys even know what popcorn do is these days? You guys probably. Wait, what's bus up? Butts up was just it was assault with balls, basically, where like you would throw. I, I just remember at a certain point, if you fucked up, you had to line up against the wall and then people would just pelt you with balls. What? And then they stopped. They made us stop playing it at our school because like there were like kids who played baseball really good and they were just like rocking <laughs> tennis balls at kids. And, like, right. like, but that wasn't for that wasn't from Foursquare, right? That was no, 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 game. no. Butts oh, yeah. up was another thing like it, you would play it against like your handball court wall yeah against the wall it. yeah we had that in oh that's uh, funny that you guys said handball it took me a minute it to, was a to realize it was just a wall that was like that people were like yeah hit the ball against this concrete slab yeah <laughs> it oh, wasn't okay. like, a, was like go to the handball court no wow, it was like okay. it was like money. a wooden wall where in my elementary school we had sting ball yeah and it was just a big wall again that you throw a ball against and then Someone had to catch it, and if you bobbled it, you had to run to the wall before yep. someone threw the wall, ball and hit the wall. 
And then if they exactly. beat you, yeah, you would just get yeah. absolutely destroyed. How do we all have these same games? It's wild because here, <laughs> maybe you'll know it from the different colloquial names that it has because I was like, I'll call it butts up. Then the Wikipedia article says it's called wall ball and it came from the 50s. And again, what you're saying is paved service against a wall, variable number of opponents. But here's the thing. The names were, <laughs> this is why I'm sure it was banned because just listen to the other names around the country. Spread Eagle, A-Ball, A-Hole, Asses, Asses Rehab and T, Ass Reckoner, Blue Gooch, Booties Up, Buns up, burn ball, butt ball, Kirby. I don't know why it's this <laughs> oh is called God. Kirby. Why is it called Off Kirby? the wall, peed, red ace, peg, red bum. I mean, like this was all that, yeah. So rump did, rounders. Does Sting Ball? <laughs> did Sting was were we just weird or is Sting Ball up there? Sting is on here. Sting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Spread, sting, stitch, kill. I wonder if PP is different. If like that, that was. Instead of being facing the wall, you were facing out and they were. Oh, God. Yeah, that's see, I guess that all depends on like how sadistic the kids were like that you were playing with. Anyways, I you guys cut me off before I did my good joke. Uh, Instead of popcorn these days, you guys probably have rules like uh, electric vehicle or uh, right. Am I right? Here he is. Or uh, canceled. Let's uh, let's feel his chair. (laughs) Let's cancel cancel culture, please. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Everett, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, We're going to talk about more cops continuing to be petty. We're going to talk about Charlie Kirk being the Benjamin Button of the right wing. He's He's now advertising like a like joint loosener, like pain relief thing. But it's just really funny because he's like 28. Uh, We're going to talk about Z-Way, like really angering some white ladies in New York. (laughs) We're going to talk about uh, a drought update, and we'll talk about Marvel's history of screwing up Black Widow. We'll talk about, of course, it is that time, the beginning of the week when we do Anna's Streaming Corner. ASC. Where we talk about <laughs> where we talk about uh, the show that she assigned us, which this week was We Are the Champions. I don't know if you've seen it ever. No, but is it a football show? It's no. not. It's ki- no. It's uh, about com- competitions in ridiculous things. The first episode is about. Have you ever seen photos or video of people chasing that wheel of cheese down a hill? Yeah. 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 It, so we the first one is that, and uh, it just gets more bonkers from there. So we'll talk about that and we'll figure out what we're going to watch for this week's Anna's Streaming Corner. ASC. She told me that she would quit if I didn't uh, say it that way from now on. Yeah. So all of that, plenty more. But first ever, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Well, I think the thing from my most recent search history is I found a free cow on Craigslist and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Free cow, free. I'll read you the ad. Yeah, I was looking. Do. Okay, so do you want a whole backstory? Yeah. Should I just read the ad? Okay, here's the deal. I ordered a new Ford Bronco almost a year ago. Oh and it was shit! Like, okay, yeah, that should look so. Dope. You reserve it, and they're like, "You'll get it in six to seven months." And then there was an email that was like, "We probably won't be getting this for a little bit." And then it was like. Maybe January, and then now it was like probably May, and then I got an email saying, "Oh, whoops, we don't know how to make the roofs. We don't. We Ford doesn't have like the manufacturing <laughs> <What>? <laughs> capacity 
uh, wait, to this build is the from roof. Ford. This isn't from yeah, just like Ford a scammer. Sent out, Ford sent out an email that was like, "We know you just want your damn Bronco. Our excuses don't matter, but we appreciate." I wish I could find the the letter. I I threw I tossed it because I was like, "Fuck you!" I've been waiting. Anyways, my friend is getting theirs, but they have a soft top. And then I saw on Twitter last night, CJ told me. Yeah, I was going to say, how did CJ get one? It looked like he just pulled up and got one. Went to a Ford dealership to order his and customize it. And they had a display model. So he bought the display model. Mother. He is. That is. And Megan said it. It's the story of CJ's life. Right. He, He is just like. Everything's dude, coming man. up Toledano. I know. <laughs> the summer is <sighs> From, CJ. Yeah. I'm up. Yes. Summer of. I knew him back in Chicago. Shit, man. Always been that way with CJ. But I was a little jealous and I was like, well, I wonder if I could just. The jealous and like upset with Ford. So I was like, I'll look for a used Bronco or a classic one or maybe like a Chevy. So I went to like my hometown's Craigslist mm-hmm. in Texas because it would just be cheaper. And I looked up old truck and a cow ad came up. <laughs> so I'll read it. <laughs> so you're looking for a used Bronco and then this <laughs> and they're like, how about a used cow? <laughs> Hi, I have this red Angus cow for about two years. She is super calm, gentle and great to be around. Uh, due to truck problems, I can no longer take care of Darla. She is free, all caps, to a good home. You will be required to prove that she's going to a good home. Call or text me today. My name is Wilby. Thanks. Will I be. think this is a one of those Craigslist pranks. I don't know. Mm. I mean, did you call? I'll do it right now. <laughs> Why don't you? Wilby. Right. Is that Wilby? Or wi- W-I-L-B-Y. Oh, hell yeah. That's a great That was in like I'm those a- Saturday morning cartoons when they'd be like, we'll be right back. Wow. I mean, be ain't no name. the one in a million, a uh, calm cow. You know, those things are you usually know, just hyper yeah. bouncing <laughs> off the wall. machines. Yeah. Well, my grandma, well, okay. So when my grandfather was dying, one of their cows had a baby cat, like a calf. Mm-hmm. And all the grandkids, we treated this cow as if it were a dog or a puppy and we would play with this cow and like rough house like it was oh, a dog shit. right then it got cow and size and then then it got cow size and still wanted to like play like <laughs> the, which was dangerous the physical, obviously uh, that was amazing ever was doing like pause up <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got even, I was like yo it's rearing up <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly talk about uh angus or whatever wall ball anyways the cow had never been around other cows or like Right. It had been like sleep. It was sleeping on my um, grandmother's porch. No wow. joke. Until it got bigger. So then they moved it to like the the pond, like mm. the, the pasture. That's the also pond. not got... where you're supposed to put cows yeah. in ponds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm excited That's a about duck. Te- I'm excited about texting Wilby. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I'm going to see where this 281 area code is. 281 okay, is Houston. So it's Houston. 281-330-8004. Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones is about to blow. <laughs> if you don't work, you don't eat, and then you if you don't grind, you don't shine. So the next time you come up to me and ask how I blew, put that on your mind. Uh, yeah, but the two eight one H town is going down. I'm typing. Hello, is this Wilby? I'm interested in cow. Is the cow still there? 
Is the cow still around? <laughs> Let's find out. Oh, yeah. Anyways, my grandma's cow got bit by a water moccasin and died two weeks oh, later. <laughs> no. Uh, anyways, does that happen oh. a lot? Cows getting bit by? I mean, look, this shows you that I grew up in North Hollywood. But like, is that a thing you got to watch out for? Like, goddamn, water moccasins killing my cows. Sometimes, yeah. Damn, that's mainly it's coyotes. Right. Right. Oh, right. Coyotes will kill your cows. Yeah. Welcome. I mean, cows are. I you you said jokingly those dangerous murder machines, but they're deadlier animals than I think sharks because they like fall on top of people basically oh, pretty okay. often. FYI, just I didn't yeah. want that to go unsaid. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> people are killed in the U.S. a year by cows. Yeah, by cows. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. stomped or just like smothered. Okay, yeah, we're not doing that. Ooh. Damn. Cows. Damn. Yeah. We're going down. Okay, Black Widow Spiders is included on this list. Like, of course. Right. That's so yeah. stupid. Horses. We already know. Snakes. Treehugger.com. This is a bullshit list. Somebody <laughs> did the minimal effort on this. Yeah. This is annoying. <laughs> That's oh, the only cow, ones. jellyfish, a dog, and the, the thumbnail is a chihuahua. <laughs> is it because of the one that bit that woman's eyelid off? What? But that they didn't die. This woman right. like got lash extensions, and then a chihuahua bit it, and they I guess they were on so tight it was able to rip part of her eyelid off, and she's like suing the people who put her eyelash extensions on her. Some shit. I mean, <laughs> those that, that should be an that advertisement sucks. for however they put yeah. those on. Everlast like, eyelash sucks. extensions are hard to keep on. Phil, you, you can wear these shits in a tornado, and right. you're going to be <laughs> yeah. able to fly. You will lose or your chihuahua will bite before your you off, lose you know? these <laughs> fake lashes. What is something you think is overrated ever? I'm assuming we'll wait and uh, you'll let us know if we hear back from Wilby. The Wilby Chronicles. Yeah, I'm, it's an iPhone for sure because oh, the, the messaging is blue. Okay, it went blue on him. So it's an iMessage. I know it went through. Wilby, I'm waiting to see if Darla is still available. I think I think weed gummies are overrated. Okay. This is a new thing. I'm not against weed gummies, but everyone's like, oh, I took so many weed gummies. And it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that, I'm not. No. That, no. I'm done with that. Like, oh, man, I ate one too many. It's like, are you really that high? I'm sure some of it, you know, you can't get really stoned. But I'm I'm over that whole, like, I can't do the it, meme. man. It's too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. There, I see that on TikTok a lot as a meme. Of like the just ate a you know two hundred milligram edible, which is like, are you dumb? Yeah, but then why they are act like that? they were suddenly having like a transcendental moment in like a target. When really, if you got hit, like if you really were smashed by edibles, you would be laying down and just be asleep. Yeah, one hundred percent. And also, if you're that high at a target, you're not having a tran- you're having a panic attack. Yes, or an anxiety you. attack. Uh, you're yeah. not. Nobody's. If you're calm. You're sociopath. At a Target? If you're calm at a Target on a 200 milligram edible, <laughs> that person's uh, not yes. okay. It's my yeah. natural environment. <laughs> yeah. The new American gladiators is just seeing if people can do that. It's like, all right, you're going into this Target on a 200 milligram edible. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> see if you can keep your shit together. That would Heath be fun. home. Right. <laughs> Little does Is our contestant hers? know we have we have contacted several of his former high school and junior high school classmates <laughs> to have random run-ins with him in the random <laughs> aisles and see how he navigates those social interactions. 
<laughs> challenge the challenge is just running into an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, are is are you feeling awkward? No. <laughs> <laughs> It, you shop here too? <laughs> can't handle it. Johnny Bananas can't handle it. <laughs> oh, I forgot American Gladiators is coming back. Is it already back? It's been, there was a version that came back and then I didn't watch it because in my mind I was like, well, unless the original Gladiators are there, I'm like, they can't be alive. Those people were they're, abusing steroids in the early 90s. Yeah. You know for sure they were at Muscle Beach. Yeah. Just. Eating all like, that not, protein that those is guys there a docu- I wouldn't. Is there a documentary about how they assembled the gladiators? That would no, be the, but the they people, need like, to. What's the yeah. backstory of Turbo and Ice? You know what a I mean? A horny casting director. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's like, this guy's really needs muscle videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be cool. This guy, he'd, he'd be cool for the show. What? It's a family <laughs> sitcom. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> I do I do like that those gladiator shades are coming back in. The Hulk Hogan's. Yeah. Oh, like are the they? dad fishing sunglasses. I've seen them around. I I you know what I'll say that's an underrated sunglass. That's an under underrated fashion. The gladiator sunglasses. Like the You Oakleys? know what I mean? They look like, like the, they it's look like, like it's kinda like what like Randy Savage would wear. Macho Man yeah, Randy Savage. I'm thinking that of almost a look diff- like goggles. Right. And like that there's no like the frames are different. Look up hard thunder. Hard Glasses. thunder. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah like they kind of look like ski, uh, yeah. Yeah. ski goggles a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, those but are pretty But maybe dope. that makes me a bad person because I want to look like a DJ. You know, I've been thinking about that lately. Do you just want to look like a DJ? I wanna, yeah, it's like that isn't, I, that's, not, that's not a good thing to aspire to. Hey, rocking a party? Looking, Hey, someone no, who used I'm talking to be a DJ. About, I'm talking about looking like a DJ. Oh, DJs just looking can pull like it one? Off, but like looking like a DJ, you just walk up looking like an asshole. You yeah. Know? You never want to. you're a DJ. Right. Very different. <laughs> you know what I'm talking you about. You don't want to be the person who be like, yo, why ever looking like a DJ or something? That Then it feels like <laughs> yeah. an insult. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a DJ. <laughs> yeah. Why are you wearing drop crotch pants? Right. <laughs> just... With a lot of ropes? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm really about this lifestyle now. Yeah. Like, what accent <laughs> what is, that? is that? So you got bracelets up <laughs> to your Scandinavian. Elbows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I've been watching a lot of YouTube about DJing. Yeah. <laughs> Getting really know, into the Dutch sound, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like Jamaican Dutch. Dutch, you know, like everybody in the building, come in, you know. <laughs> DJ ever is in the building. Come in. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> like what? Just the most like basic uh, takes knock, on knock. how we all need to get together. <laughs> Everybody right. get together. You know, we need to love. Hey, everyone, jump to the music and let's be happy together now. Are you ready for the beat to drop? Yeah. Let's count. <laughs> Three, four. four. <laughs> yeah. I did, I, okay. Speaking of Dutch DJs. Oh, Anna wrote to us. It's like when that DJ shouted out George Floyd before dropping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my 100%. God. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Dave, it was David um, Guetta. Oh, my God. Remember, he's like, and shout out to George Floyd's family. And like underneath it was like 
uh, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. It's like, shout out to his family. Oh, my God. Y'all, this is too close. This is too close to him actually dying for you to just disrespect him like this with your DJ drop. Is that real? Yes. Oh, my. Here, for people who don't know, and fuck, it. fuck we, we'll masks. What do they even do? Uh, obviously, this brought to you by hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of anti-maskers in that. In Listen that to scene. this. Here we go. This is David Guetta doing whatever the fuck he thought he was doing by honoring George Floyd with an EDM track. The world is going through difficult times, <laughs> and America too, actually. So, last night, I knew we were going to do this, and I made a special record. So this record is in honor of George Floyd, and I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family. <laughs> this is your kitchen. So even though what? we face the difficulties of Oh no, this is straight violence. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream. And he's doing the most obnoxious. Oh he, when the beat drops, he just dude. goes like this. Ah, 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 ah. Like, it just feels like the most disrespect. But anyway. Jack, yeah. you look like probably what his entire team was right. doing when he was like, I know we said we were not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, David. <laughs> I tender my resignation, sir. Oh, oh, just unplugs the fucking decks. They're like, I'm sorry, David. Like, but then, for all of us, then like, it just kid. builds. <laughs> it just builds to America Two. Actually, yeah. America Two actually is the best part. I'm Welcome so glad. Welcome to America Two. Actually, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the new America. America Two. He's in New York though, so it's like, yeah, you're what? in the place that's having trouble right now. So you don't have. It's a little redundant. Oh my god! Yeah, and then the fact that it all builds to. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, dum, like just dum. like the most basic like fucking well you want to be respectful when you are like honoring the dead with edm yeah. i don't know yeah it's yeah yeah very, no, very for odd sure for sure for decision. sure i am not saying this in any kind of capitalist way uh-huh. <laughs> put your drinks in the air <laughs> right <laughs> one time everybody we know we've had a really difficult year but you know if we can just be come together with Coke Zero, we can find a solution to all of our I problems. I have a dream. Yeah. <laughs> One giant step for mankind. And we can get the new Coke energy and energize our people's movement for liberation. Anyway, so. Oh my God. Sylvia Riviera plays. Like, do, you, do y'all know who she is? Uh-uh. The, the trans activist that really like. Oh, Sylvia Rivera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she has any speeches, but that would be right. Just to go on. I ruined the joke. The (laughs) the music was playing, and then I said, "Like Sylvia Rivera," and everyone was like, "Ert." Sorry, what? But that's for pride. Yeah, (laughs) like 
you know Target's probably going to start selling shirts with her image. You know, right. just like, hey, look, we're cool. Right. We're with gays. And it's like, no. Well, they man. already had, what was that like suit that everyone that went viral that was like a like a rainbow like no, plastic I suit? I remember everybody's like, y'all, this isn't Target. And this is all kinds of fucking nonsense. Ew, yes. Gross. Wow. Anyway, shout out to their family. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to her family. <laughs> They're like, what? No, it's George Floyd. Oh, shout out to his families. <laughs> <laughs> families? David, Jesus. Anyways, uh, those sunglasses are underrated. Uh, <laughs> 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 for sure. Those are fucking dope. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And in what is becoming a continuing segment, we're going to talk about just cops being petty and having their feelings hurt. This time in Portland, uh, mm -hmm. the Portland Police Bureau's protest response was not great. Uh, not great. If you want to uh, listen to Robert Evans's podcast, uh, Uprising, that's, that's worth checking out to get a better understanding of what was happening on the ground there. But right. it was because it wasn't just like, hello, everybody. This is the Portland <laughs> Protest Response Bureau. Please disperse peacefully. This has been declared an unlawful assembly. Shout out to your families. Um, no, they were definitely fucking people up. We saw the kinds of violence uh, that was happening. And I think anyone who saw any protests around the country, you wouldn't be surprised to hear that police officers were physically assaulting protesters, peaceful protesters. That, that was clear as day. And what happened was the city of Portland did the unthinkable, which is they indicted an officer for an assault. And what happened was after that, 50 members, the entire protest response unit resigned from their positions. They said, quote from this article, resignations came after Portland police officer Corey Budworth was indicted in connection with an alleged assault during a confrontation with protesters. Budworth, who was a member of the response team, was charged with fourth degree assault for allegedly striking a woman in the head during a protest in August. Huh. So, yeah, those 50 people who resigned, they didn't leave the they didn't leave the force. Come on now. Have you seen those no. pensions? They just left this unit and said their their reasoning was they felt that they didn't have the support of the city council. Cool. So they're going to take their batons and go bash people. Elsewhere. OK, snowflakes. Right. <laughs> Really? The yeah. biggest fucking snowflakes in the world. <laughs> These cops are so fucking... Well, I think that's inherently why people abuse power, right? Because they're so insecure in whatever their position or station in life is that they found a way to sort of, like, leverage their position to act out their, like, small person fantasies by you right. know, brutalizing people. And then the second there's accountability, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. This was this the, the woman he attacked with a weapon and beat over the head with with his baton was a photographer. So, you know, no. she had it coming. She uh, was, you know, daring to take but pictures. keep the press free. You right. know what I mean? That's yeah. just like some... It's yeah. interesting because I think people forget that, like, Portland is just a small part of Oregon, mm -hmm. and Oregon is scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, like, they're trying to make new Idaho right now, <laughs> or greater Idaho. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, right? Yeah. Aren't they trying to make a movement? Part of them, like, <laughs> yeah. we want to be part of Idaho. Like, we're leaving Oregon. You're like, you? Okay. okay. See you. Okay. Bye. 
Oh, fuck. I was going to say something about snowflakes. It'll it'll come back in the middle of the podcast. That's and fine. I'll stop. That's how it and works. I'll stop. Yep. Shout out to your <laughs> memories. Yeah. Shout out. Oh, I was. Okay. I was diagnosed with frontal lobe seizures over the pandemic. Oh, wow. What does that not, mean? Sorry. Pardon my ignorance. Oh, so like I'll have these things in the frontal lobe of my brain, like right here. Some might say my third eye. And for a long time, I thought like, wow, I'm really psychic because I don't like convulse. It feels like I'm about to sneeze and now it'll feel like, de- you know, when you get deja vu. Right. It's intense deja vu, but then I'll see like visions that don't add up wow. or memories that aren't real. And they'll last like 30 seconds to maybe a minute. They happen randomly. This is embarrassing. But when they first started happening, I did go to a very expensive, intuitive woman. <laughs> to figure out. She if... told me, well, she told me I had the gift. Yeah. And I believed it. And then three years later, I, I went to the neurologist and he said, yeah. you absolutely should have come to me first. <laughs> and it was actually cheaper to see a neurologist <laughs> than to pay <laughs> this psychic. That's so wild. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't have believed but, it yeah. in this country. But, yeah. You know, like, Did- it's... And then he prescribed me dog medication. Um, <laughs> oh. The neurologist the same- or the psychiatrist? <laughs> or the, <laughs> or the uh, no, psychic? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't see a psychiatrist. I don't need help. <laughs> I was like, it's okay to go to therapy and right. see a psychologist. I'm going what? to clairvoyant. I'm not How a snowflake. Watch your... Yeah. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Um, no, it's called um, Kepra, and it's the same medication they give dogs when oh, they have it. seizures. Felt pretty bad. So you thought you were having a bit of deja vu? Is that is that how that just came up now? Oh, memory. So part of part of the seizures is uh, memory. Gotcha, <laughs> it's memory gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. loss, which is terrifying because I do have a grandmother with dementia. So it's like, all right, starting early. Yeah, Here right. we go. Yeah, my grandmother, yeah, had uh, dementia as well. That's always a, I think anything when you're like, it's, I'm a generation after, the, do I need to worry? Huh? They skip huh? the generation. My parents are going to be fine. Right. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and I need to take my dog medication, but the side effects outnumber the, the pros. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. they're like, they, uh, and like he told me this, the pharmacist told me this. The internet, it, like, is the internet. Sure, the internet told you a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there, it's like one, of, like the the most like frequent side effects is um, severe aggression, mm. like like mood altering aggression and irritability, and then this sense of like out of body severe depression, oh. and it's like cool. And the doctor was like, "But you'll know you'll depressed, and and you'll be aware that you want to kill yourself." So you could just get off. And I was like, what? Just like that, Doc? <laughs> yeah. I think I I'll like, stick with deja vu. He thanks. Me, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll start, you might start having suicidal thoughts and ideations, but just remind yourself you're on a medication and the thoughts aren't real. And I was like, mm. Mm, oh my God. <laughs> I liked it better when okay. I thought I was a psychic. Actually. Yeah, 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 I was like, look. are you a warlock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, the psychic telling you, was like, gotta... oh, don't listen to him. He's a sorcerer. <laughs> he's got bad energy. He's against us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my psychic said. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you saying, Clara? <laughs> How'd you know? No. See, I told you. He said my name, Clear. right? <laughs> yeah. We used to date. They're in a racket together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. 
Neurologist is misspelled. (laughs) (laughs) N-O-O. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, my insurance covers this. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure it does. Sure. (laughs) Kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Just sign your life policy over to me. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Keep taking these. (laughs) So I haven't started my medication yet. I refuse. But maybe this next story will help me. Yeah. I think we have a cure for you. Uh, It comes from, as our writer Jam put it, the Benjamin Button of the right wing, Charlie Kirk. He, you know, was a big hit when he was in college uh, as like the only conservative in college, I think, was like his thing. (laughs) His identity. It's so hard being a conservative on these places. But really... Because I think he was kind of out of college and then turning points like, let's make this kid the face of oppressed. The Koch brothers basically plucked this guy out and funded him to, like, become the face of young Republicans. But he's now appearing in Fox News ads for Relief Factor, which is a drug-free pain relief supplement. His appearance includes Kirk uh, making a big deal about how he can throw a football now. Thanks to relief factor, which makes does it doesn't really make sense for a twenty seven year old no be like it's just like assumed that he couldn't throw a football before because like this ad is normally like the other people who have done it are like Pat Boone right <laughs> so so they're just like writing the ad as though he's eighty Pat years Boone. old yeah as though <laughs> yeah. he's eighty. He's like, now I can throw a football. Thanks, Relief Factor. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you be (laughs) able to? You're 27, fool. Watch this commercial because you really get an appreciation for how much of a grift this is. Just keeping in mind when you listen to this, watch this. He's 27 years old and he's not Brett Favre age 70. Right. And the the way it's set up is just truly a, a feat of snake oils men celery, if that's a word. Um, here we go. About a year ago, I could barely walk down the street or sit in a chair for more than 10 minutes without horrible pain. And now look at me. I'm here to tell you about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that's helping tens of thousands of people, young and old, to get out and stay out of pain. Okay, and then they go into testimonials. But, like, from the elderly. What Usually what you do is you say, why, what a, your source of pain yeah. is, right? Because that's how you get someone to relate to you and sell a product. You'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, I've, I'm a truck driver and sitting a certain way has like, you know, compressed my spine or a certain way. Or like I've was, I played football. Well, you're a 27 year old political grifter who can't sit still. Cause right. what? For 10 minutes. Sounds like karma, motherfucker. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm just always uncomfortable. It's like wild. So I got to take these, these powders and shit. Last year, my spine, my spine began Miss trying Kine. to... His, Miss Kine. Everybody, my spine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm telling you, that's not even a body part. You keep saying it. My spine began trying to escape from my body uh, right. <laughs> out of embarrassment. Anyways, this is apparently the... Koch Brothers funding to Relief Factor uh, pipeline is real. Sebastian Gorka made headlines when he became the pitchman for Relief Factor, and they got sued because he uh, introduced himself as Dr. Sebastian Gorka, even though he's uh, not a medical doctor, but it was heavily implied that he was. (laughs) So, you know. Hey, uh, hell yeah, I'm Dr. Dre, 
and you want to take like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if people would get mad if it was Dr. Dre. Because they're like, well, that's Dr. his Quinn. name. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Seymour. She's just like, forget. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Dr. I'm Quinn. I'm Dr. Quinn. But does it work, Jack? That's the thing. Uh, for so snake oil, how does it work? What it is? Like, we, we can only trust uh, liberal institutions like the Better Business Bureau. But their website has just a laundry list of complaints about the company's underhanded tactics. They did the... What what has become a standard, I think, conservative grift? Like you, to become a, a conservative money making organization, you have to do this at least once. Where they ask people to sign up to have this shipped to them, but by signing up, what the elderly people who uh, were using their product didn't realize is they had signed up for a subscription service where they hey. got they got it multiple times and had their accounts charged multiple times. Uh, which the, the, just like the Trump thing, exactly yeah. like this the Trump place, thing. Yeah. just oh, like wow. Columbia House. Yep, you know? one time, nope. Tail is you're gonna get a time. bunch of CDs, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like, "What?" That's how we got your dumbass because you thought you were getting a couple Shit. for free for a penny, you idiot. No, no. you're stupid. Your credit's mm. fucked, you nine year old. Yeah, you kids remember Columbia House? Everyone's like, "We have Spotify." Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I bring it up a lot because it was a turning point in my life when I realized what money was, and it wasn't just putting a penny in an envelope with some stamps for a boxy brown CD. That you <laughs> yeah, wanted. I gotta get it now. I'm still subscribed to Columbia House. <laughs> um, and in a lot of debt. I I will say the side effects of this relief factor are the same as my dog meds in uh, dizziness, loose stool, and nosebleeds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe my sorcerer warlock of a neurologist is just prescribing me relief Is your doctor factor. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, if I might ask? <laughs> your neurologist? <laughs> Skorka. I read it as Skorka. <laughs> Dr. Skorka. <laughs> I didn't think this oh was separate. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it really is, though, like... I they always find something to appeal to the base, which clearly is now like I guess they're they're able to squeeze the in pain like elderly Gen X boomer voter base, like they must be into it because it's not like stuff where Charlie Kirk's selling like cool stuff for the youth, you know? Right? They're like this must be the this must be the sweet spot for their grift. Is like look, they've got money enough where they'll probably buy they have the all the money three months Sorry. straight and not know that they've been paying for it three months straight. And then they wise up and we've made off into the night like bandits. That's how much money they have. They have so much money. They don't know that they don't have the money. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, where's my money? And they're like, you should have been. A well, baby where's your, uh, where's your pain relief? Boomer. Where's your relief factor to sell ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll sell you guys some relief factor. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Ouch. Seven months ago. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ever Maynard. Has this Ouch! ever happened to Ouch! you? <laughs> yeah, so vague. Has this ever happened to you? Is just someone Ouch! talking? Yeah, so much. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Exactly. I was at my nephew's birthday when pain struck out of nowhere, like a lightning strike. I'm young and youthful. This shouldn't be happening to me, I thought. Yeah, you're not allowed to acknowledge that, though. You're not allowed to acknowledge that. Right. Thanks to Fear Factor, I mean Relief Factor. (laughs) Let me take this over again. God, we should have paid for an editor. All this stuff was in the commercial. (laughs) Wait, let me say that again. I mean Relief Factor. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks to Relief Factor and my good friend Sgorka. (laughs) Sgorka. No pain for for me. Now for (laughs) women. 
<laughs> now in women's. <laughs> no non-binaries. Right. Because <laughs> it's conservative. Sorry, have like, you seen no. our policies? We're 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 violently heteronormative. We're men or women. That's it. That's it. If you got pain, it's probably because you're not one of the two. Brought it on yourself. <laughs> like, what is this? This is. Hey, pain relief. Are you my sorcerer? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Are you my sorcerer? <laughs> hey, this is going to sound weird. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. And we are back. Let's talk about Z-Way. Z-Way's show on Showtime is brilliant. I think we've talked about it before, but it's smart and her ability to ask direct questions to make her guests squirm is like a superpower, basically. Like one that she's just gained over the years from like operating in white spaces. And she's like, I think I can say qualitatively, what do you appreciate about black people to a white guest? And it's me like, (laughs) circuits are frying. So most people, I would say majority of people who understand comedy or know who Z-Way is or have heard of the show go, wow, this show is really funny. It's a great satirical variety show. It's uh, easy to watch. And this person is immensely talented who like, did you see? I, I read a thing. She just got another. She's got another show so, in development with Amazon. Yes, like Nigerian like, princess. Awesome. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. keep going, Z-Way. And it's funny because the for the first time I heard Jesus and Meryl mention her on Bodega Boys, where like I'm like, yo, bro, there's she's about she's bigger than y'all at this point, right? Because she was in that writer's room. So now, wait, that was the first time they mentioned her. They don't talk about her. Well, I'm sure they've talked about her on the show and things like that. But on Bodega oh. Boys, they they made a mention, not to say like, oh, she's doing so great, but they're like, yo. You know, stop trying to take Z-Way spot or something. Or, oh, look, okay, got it, got it. Got it. Uh, she's evolved over the the course of the show because before she became like Z-Way, capital Z, they would re- reference her as one of the writers. All that to say is the show is a hit. She can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. She's just she's riding this wave straight to the promised land. We love it. And what is unfortunately, some people in this world, they merely hear the words white women and they go off. And this is exactly what happened when a mother at this Manhattan private school heard that a teacher played the class a clip from Z-Way's show on the last day of school. Okay? Not as, like, a teaching thing. She was like, man, whatever. It's the end of the summer. Like, y'all fuck with Z-Way. I don't know. Like, here, let me play this thing. So this uh, from this article says, quote, uh, Gabriella Barron wrote a three-page letter to the school's board of trustees railing against the clip, which she called a gratuitous display of racist hate speech directed at white women. For context, Barron was referring to an episode that included, among other things, Z-Way observing that Fran Lebowitz is, quote, not concerned with how annoying white women can be, end quote. In another scene, Z-Way asks a group of women named Karen how it feels to be associated with the, quote, obnoxious, angry, and entitled often racist white women. This school costs $57,000 a year. And so, this is this is where the energy is going at the moment. But it makes sense because if you got $57,000, take your kid to school. Like, I'm sure you uh, you might have some interesting ideas on like where, you know, what equality is or what equity is. Oh, my God. It's just, you, you wrote in your write up of this. It's just like so boring. These people are like just, get a like, life. Get so, so so are they going to fire the teacher? Well, now? so because 
it's okay. a $57,000 a year school, you know they can't just be like, shut up, Karen. You know what I mean? They, they were going to be like, so they wrote an email to everybody. They said, As you may know, yesterday a parent who is also an alumna and a former trustee. I'm sorry, I'm reading it, but this is really what's written. Yeah. Uh, sent a letter to the board of trustees to voice her strong objection to a video shown to 15 students in her daughter's grade eight history class on the last day of school. We take this seriously. It is never acceptable to ridicule anyone at any time. This video is oh, not part goodness. of the Spence curriculum. Our teacher and the school acknowledge that sharing a satirical video that made fun of white women was a significant mistake. We are sorry for any harm that this has caused to anyone in our community. I can't, I'd love to hear some stories from the students of color from this school and what their experience yeah, has been. Yeah, honestly. Um, the, and also like... What, out, this, what, out this mom, out this Shout out parent, to their please. families. Yes, <laughs> shout out to her mother. <laughs> Keep oh it real. God. Keep it safe for everybody. Have retreat to your safe spaces oh, where you do not have to confront man. your hand in white supremacy. We are sorry for any harm <laughs> this has caused in anyone in our community. Anyone in our community. Wow. But like, this is another thing too. I'm, I, I wonder if they really think that I'd imagine some hip New York eighth graders know who Z-Way is. They probably fuck I mean, with the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what are we talking about here? Their parents probably direct it. Right. Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. What is fucking, produce it. What is more, <laughs> like what modern entertainment that's being produced is more appropriate to show to like young people than this? Like this is brilliant yeah. satire. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, Well, look, it's, it's just like, I don't know if they're ready for it. It's like, do you know where kids are at when they're 14? Uh, We've you know, seen everything but an God. Adult Swim. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. But whatever. This is what they have to do to sort of maintain like their fucking bibbity bob. Whatever. Yeah. Thank you, Life. bibbity bob. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I started using this, realizing that that's not actually a, a phrase people say. To it's not a it's not a catch all. Bibbity well, bop is not a catch all. But is that's it more what specific? It into. Well, it's just like, oh, hand me that bibbity bop, or she's over here doing a bibbity bop thing, or <laughs> oh my, you know, it's just like, can you stop bibbity bopping around? It, yeah, I, just I like that. Have just started using it. No, I like that. I'm with that. Let's make this happen. Reminds me okay. of a little bunny yeah. foo foo. That that's where it started from. Foo foo. Yeah. The that's idea of like, like a rabbit bopping around. And it teaches that, you to, uh, you know, solve your problems with violence, which is good for my children <laughs> to learn. Not going over that's the head. What bi- yeah. That's what bunny foo foo is. You know, you don't know that song, Little Bunny. I know this song, but I, yo, I wasn't forest. listening to lyrics at that age. I was picking listening to the up beat. the field mouse and bopping them on the head. Oh. that's people turn into cops after they listen. Right, right, right. <laughs> little officer, little sergeant, fool, fool was patrolling <laughs> the low income neighborhood, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> hang on, we got something. Speaking of women, uh, Black Widow is coming out soon. Uh, people are seeing okay. it in theaters. It's getting uh, good reviews, but people are also pointing out that Marvel has just a history of totally fucking this character up, including Scarlett Johansson in like the press for this. She's like, yeah, so I guess I can now say like not the best way to introduce the character in Mm -hmm. Iron Man 2 when Tony Stark was just like looking at pictures of her in a lingerie catalog for some reason. Wait, what? And then said to his girlfriend, I want one. So like literally treating her like as a disembodied piece of meat. They have hidden her from like, they won't make toys with her 
Uh, she had a big moment in Age of Ultron, like this motorcycle chase. that was like one of the big action set pieces in that movie. That one Avengers film, I know. And they, for the toys for that film, they just replaced her with Captain America. They were like, what? Yeah, they just put Captain America on a motorcycle and were like, you know, kids are kids are going to want to. They're not going to want to play with a girl on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. I mean, come on. That's around. And then there was a thing uh, that I had vaguely remembered, but around the time of Age of Ultron, during the press junket, Jeremy Renner and uh, Chris Evans, who's supposed to be the good Chris, called Black Widow a, quote, slut and a, quote, complete whore. What? At a junket? (laughs) At a junket. They called the character that. Wow. And I mean, that was a long time ago, Jack. What was that, the 70s? Right. Yeah. We're, are we going to do a Chris Harrison thing here? Come on, man. That was, what, what was that? Like, was it really listen, problematic in 2018? <laughs> listen to his statement. Can I, were you, were, yes, were you going to read that? Yeah, no, oh, go okay. for it. I'm sorry that this tasteless joke about a fictional character offended anyone. It was not mo- to be. It was not meant to be serious in any. What a gaslighter! Oh yeah, Jeremy what a, Renner, like, the most insincere. Right. I mean, Jeremy uh, Renner has managed to gaslight himself. So yeah. he's, uh, I'm sorry if this offended anyone. About a yeah. fiction. About a fictional, fictional slut. Right. You know. No, and like, then he whoa. he doubled down on it. He went on Conan and was asked about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I, you know, it got blown way out of proportion, but you know, she." Had sex with uh four of the eight Avengers, so and you had sex slut. with a Jeep Cherokee, okay? Sir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it no, alone. a Jeep Jeep Cherokee had sex with him. <laughs> um, okay. What? Spoiler coming up. Have you guys seen <laughs> Avengers Endgame? Nope. No. But you can you can look. Right. I I've seen I can spoil enough. it to you too, right? You can spoil it to me, but yeah. if you're if you're like me, who is a completionist and hasn't watched the all the Avengers films because you want if you feel like you have to watch every fucking Marvel film to understand it. Maybe you can t- turn off, but so, go ahead, Jack. Well, first of all, so I will say that Fandango says Black Widow is the most searched for movie like of this summer, like even more than like the Fast Nine, Fast and the Furious. Like people, this has like all the like metrics that suggest this will be a big hit and people are really into it. I hadn't realized, and this is the spoiler part, she's dead. <laughs> like that character is dead. She died That's at the tight. end of, she died at the end of Endgame. And nobody mentions it because Tony Stark also, spoiler, died. No! And like, they made like such a big big deal about that. And they were just like, oh, yeah, she's dead. So they're releasing a movie that's a prequel where she, oh. the character's already dead. It's just like so half-assed for like their first, you know, female-led superhero movie. I guess it's not Marvel. No, Captain, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was, yeah. So for Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Huh. What up? <laughs> so they're like, yo, sorry that uh, we kind of just desecrated your memory in like the climactic scene of our, this huge film. So as a make good, let's right. turn the clock back and get your side of the story. Huh? How about that? There's also this like weird kind of implication around her. So like they in Age of Ultron, which uh, you're not going to be shocked to learn was written by Joss Whedon when I tell you this part of the plot. She is talking to Hulk about how he's not the only monster on the team because she was forced, like underwent forced sterilization. 
at the end of her training. And like that is what? so she's com- so that she's makes saying, her a monster. Yeah, she's saying being infertile it makes her a monster. Is the implication? I will say we kind of skimmed over this, but it could be because the chairman and former CEO of Marvel, Ike. <laughs> yeah, Ike Perlmutter donated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He donated to Trump, so that makes sense. Yeah. they're they're pushing an agenda to the people. I'm sure, because young kids pick it up. They're like, yeah, that's right. And he's yeah. he's one of the the Perlmutters. They they give a lot still. Like there's there's been an announcement of like these like pockets of like under like not traditional donors to the party that have just ramped up their donations to different groups and things like that. And yeah. Hmm. Who'd have thought? Quietly sidelines. How do you pronounce his name? Perlmutter? Yeah. Perlmutter. Perlmutter in 2015 due to his outdated opinions about casting, budgeting, and merchandising. Tight. So cool. <laughs> so the only things <laughs> he's supposed to casting, be budgeting. So casting means don't don't hire these people. Budgeting means you're going to pay this X type of person what kind of money? And then <laughs> merchandising being like, nobody's going to buy something with a black person on it. Yep. I bet that's yep. all the takes that he had. But I like when yeah. they package it together. It's like disagreements on casting, budgeting, and merchandising. It's like, get the yeah. off worst shit to say. Probably. I remember <laughs> back then there was like a, a lot of intrigue on the internet about like, who is Ike Perlmutter? He's like one of these like big executives at Marvel and they don't let anybody like talk to him. <laughs> and it's like, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, because yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll be doing a DJ set pretty soon. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to Chadwick Boseman. You're like, whoa, Ike, please. Let's uh, relax. He has made me a lot of money. Bless you, doggy. <laughs> Shout out to your family and your estate now, I guess. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are at that time of the show. Oh, okay. to, time to bring on super producer Anna Hosnier for on a streaming corner. Anna, hello, welcome, and bienvenue. Welcome in. At, at your uh, direction, we watched uh, "We Are the Champions," which is a Netflix docu series, limited docu series. Can you talk a little bit about uh, why you wanted to watch it? Why you suggested it? Why you blessed us with this one? Well, I recommended "We Are the Champions" because I had watched it casually on Netflix and I thought all the weird competitions that all these people are doing mm-hmm. uh, are really funny. And I just, I'm a, I'm a docu-series person in the sense that I really enjoy characters on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I enjoy like real people who are just truly like, you know, they're interesting yeah, and just strange characters on their own, and right? just like they, they don't give a fuck how they come off. And that's why I like shows like Cheers not Cheers. Okay. <laughs> That's why I like the show Cheer or oh, the docu series Cheer and the docu series uh, Cheers that you've always said you're a fan of that. Yeah. We we have I some do. bad news for you about that. Our one. Boston show will be at that bar, right? Yeah, I do actually love the show Cheers, but also you know like Cheer, uh, F1, that docu series mm-hmm. on Netflix. I just love a good uh, real life people with strange hobbies and right. I guess. F ones or cheerleading or just passion, but still, yeah, yeah. There's like so much passion. There's like entire worlds that they've like built up around these things. 
I just like when people take themselves really seriously. Yeah. It's just so or, interesting. Or in or even like in not in like a pompous way take themselves seriously because the first episode is about cheese rolling and you know they're chasing the double Gloucester cheese wheel down this like ridiculously steep hill that we've all seen probably like on the internet of like memes of being like why do they do that? But yeah. I thought like that uh Florence Early woman who was like the chasing her like fourth title there was something so life affirming about oh, like, yeah. watching her actually just talk about it and her own like fearlessness where people were like, man, nobody's done it like this much or no woman has done it this much. And you mm-hmm. just see her throw her fucking body down this hill and she's loving it. And you're like, yeah, Damn. like you remember it's like we all get our life joy out of different shit. Some people like smoking weed and watching an arsenal. Some people want to throw their body down or just like feel alive as fuck. And I was really like, I was, I was seriously like moved in that section. Like, especially that last race. I was like, I hope she does it, man. Like, because <laughs> she deserves yeah. it. I, I'll watch this. Now I want to watch it right here. Talking about a woman throwing down her body. <laughs> it's actually, <down> hill. <laughs> it's so aggressive in its own way that you're like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Right. But then they're really into it. And her like collarbone was like, just, oh just my forever God. popped oh. out. Like. That's just what they're into. They got families who have full on jerseys made for their families for doing this for so long. Like they wear jerseys with their last names on them and they're just throwing their bodies down a mountain. Basically, you're chasing a cheese that's rolling and you want to be the first person down there. They have a rugby team down the hill. There's a rugby team that catches you at the bottom. It's just all these like weird, strange things. And then like then there's people who like organize it that are like, "Mm, I mean, yeah, we don't really care. Like, we just do it. No one can stop us. Yeah. Like, the city There's is no not regulations. official. Right. If it were yeah. official, then the city could mandate stuff. But we just kind of show up every year at this place. And it's kind of <laughs> all to the good. And we like that. But there's also, you know, so there's six episodes, six different universes uh, that they kind of parachute you into the middle of. There's uh, competitive dog dancing, which oh. is pretty beautiful. And you kind of get to meet the... Bill Belichick of of that world. Uh, yeah, in the same Team way Russia. That, yeah, Team Russia is really impressive. And... Are they? I didn't get to that one. I got through the first three, so I saw that one, the chili one, and the like fantasy hairstyling one. But I okay. remember, Anna, when you were first talking about the dog one being like just so out there. Are they? Are they? Is there any joy? Because in my mind, like of a successful dog dancing team is like just full of love. Yeah. Uh, sure, but this is Russia, so <laughs> right. I wouldn't yeah. say they're full of love, but they're definitely interesting characters. There's one lady who's full of love. Yeah, there's one lady who's full of love, and she's treated as a liability because yeah. they're like, <laughs> right. she loves to dance so much that sometimes the dance takes over her. And Yeah, they're worried she dances too hard and forgets about the dog because she gets so into <laughs> it, and that's like... <laughs> That's like a real problem for the main dance, the head instructor, who's just one, truly one of the most serious people you'll ever see. Like they go like, you think she'd be smiling. They're doing so well. And it's like, no, she doesn't smile, dude. And she yeah, also well. hates dancing, but likes the sport of training a dog to dance with you. She says right. her least favorite part is That's the dancing. so complex. Yeah. yeah you're like, so these other, these yeah, <laughs> that, that one's so good because these other like new fangled dance uh, international dog dance teams are hiring <laughs> professional dancers to dance with the dogs. And oh. so, and then she is the Belichick of it. 
and she hates dancing. So hers is just all about like technique and training mm-hmm. and the relationship with the dog. So it's a that that was one where you're really like, whoa, are they going to do it? My favorite, which I thought you probably really liked, was the Atap team at uh, Italy when they did like the Rocky themed dance. Where oh, it's yeah. like the dog is like boxing. It's really unreal the shit what? they're doing. Like these yeah. dogs are I like just... unreal how well trained they are. And are they doing their own choreo or they're dancing with a partner or like sometimes a dog will break off, do a little couple yes. eight count on its own. And so then... it's always one person with a dog, but right. they're like dancing in coordination with each other. But the dog does go do other things like as part of its like dance, <laughs> like it'll go and like do a few spins, <laughs> jump off a wall. It'll pretend to box you like it's just like it's next level what these dogs are doing. It made me look I'm at my dog at and be like, what do you do? <laughs> right, right, right. Even do. What do you even what do here? Sick. I found you. There's. It's all over YouTube. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful sport. There's also a really interesting, like, sort of dark villainous character in the uh, competitive pep reading world. There's, like, this evil mastermind who has, like, basically engineered the creation of the world's hottest peppers. Smoking Ed or whatever oh, yeah. his name is. Yeah, Smoking Ed. Oh, my sorcerer. And he, <laughs> my my yeah. neurologist. He's yeah. just so strange and, like, gets such a thrill out of, like, harming these people. And it, the way, it's just Just wild. watching that guy grow his peppers and then just, like, bare hand eating a couple. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And you're like, are yeah. you just casually biting into this, like, just gut-ending yes. pepper? Yes, I've, I've 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 had at the time the Maruga Scorpion chili was more had more it was like hitting higher on the Scoville unit scale than the the Carolina Reaper was, and I I ate it like as a bit for this thing I was doing when I was sacrificing my dignity for clicks on the yeah. internet, but it was so hot I could not believe like what the point was of doing this because you know it was like a huge internet thing but at a certain point it just people just get off i guess on seeing people well miles we have a surprise for you for this segment uh (laughs) should we give some context so that second episode is a chili eating contest and this guy who legitimately his whole job is he grows peppers and he also like cross pollinates and grow. He basically grows the hottest peppers in the world. Peppers yeah. that have not even been tested for Sco- Sco- yeah. Scoville levels, whatever. Yeah. So he decides he wants to bring every single like pepper eating champion from across the world to hit to like, where is he? Like Iowa? Like I don't Fort even know. Mills or something. Somewhere I think it's in, the in the Midwest. Carolinas. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Carolinas. Sorry. And so to have like a a world championship of pepper eating, like literally like there is a, you know, there's people from Australia. There's like they're from all over the world. There's like a science teacher from New York who seems like so like, oh, I love my kids. And then she's sitting there like one of the toughest competitors you've ever seen. And you're like, what? She's like crying. And you, you hear her be like, I can't see. Right. Like you're like, that's how hot the pepper is. Yeah, and she she's just sitting there. Yeah, she's meanwhile, like, I can't other feel people my face are like puking because their stomachs yeah. can't handle all the heat. And you're just like, this is so intense. And when it came, that competition comes down to like this one guy who clearly has like lost the sensation of taste in oh. his mouth because he's, yeah. oh, this is he's so casual. <laughs> but then there's that woman from Columbus, Ohio, who's like, I want to be the chili queen of the U.S. Yeah. The 
determination on her face in those last yeah. rounds. You're like, she's going to die. Yeah. And she's like, she was like just shaking. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, I will take it. That's, yeah. that's he strength. is definitely I mean, like Rocky. Did they win the money? Rocky. A thousand dollars. Yeah. I think what? they got more, yes. like 4K maybe. Oh, or she know. got a thousand, thousand? as the they're runner. They're doing up. this oh. for under $20,000. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They're doing oh, it for yeah, the love yeah, yeah, yeah. of the sport of eating chili peppers. There's also a uh, competitive frog jumping, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I could get into that. Yeah, that, that one's, one's really interesting. Fun. That one's Wait. just like beautiful. Both What's, that, they, they just like find American bullfrogs, like bring a different one. Oh, and who, who's got, who's got each, boosties? And then they get, it's a triple jump. And so the jockey, in quotes, like slaps the ground behind them and then like has to chase them and like make them want to oh, jump. Go wow. Far. That one's beautiful because frogs are just really cool to see in extreme slow motion. Oh. The cheese ro- cheese lo- rolling one is beautiful because it's just such a like intense environment and like landscape. Yeah. It's wild. That it, uh, establishing shot of the hill on that drone. Is, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's, that was pretty good. That was, that well, was the, the frog jumping one's very interesting because it's such a family sport yeah. and like, It'll be like a family where they're like, the son is a 20-time world champion. The <laughs> mom chaser. is a 10-time world champion. And they'll be like, and the dad's never won. But he's like really <laughs> into it. Right. <laughs> and he's like, I thought it was my year. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's such a sweet loser. And and the end is really funny because the person who wins over him is like, it's really good. Like, you're just yeah. like, he's just sitting there like, ah, maybe next Damn. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just, it's just nice. Anyways, five stars. Great pick, yeah. Anna. Life affirming. So that is this week's streaming corner. Anna, do you know what we are going to be watching next week? Yeah, next week we're going to try and watch Starstruck oh. on HBO Max. So good. <gasps> I've I've just incrementally begun the journey and I can't, I, I second this enthusiastically. Okay. I also want to recommend another show that you guys can watch on your own time uh, that we probably won't discuss on the show because I hate it. It's not the Mark Wahlberg (laughs) show. I finished that and boy, thoughts and prayers for Mark Wahlberg. But okay, so the show that I'm talking about is on Netflix. There's three seasons already of it. It's called Startup. It has like Adam Brody, Eddie Gattegi, Martin Freeman. It's a lot of great actors. It's infuriating. It's the most stressful show you'll ever watch. You won't be okay after every episode. There's so much going on. It's like I'm gangsters. In. It's like gangsters meet up with tech people and they create a cryptocurrency. And it's it is oh, a wild say ride. Less. <laughs> Let's tell the people what they're actually watching. Starstruck by right. It, Starstruck. Rose well, HBO Max. Matafeo and. You you in a streaming corner, but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> what, what can you pitch me the premise just so people are a starstruck on board? Yeah, yeah. So it's a woman, Rose Montefeo, hilarious comedian and comic actor. Now you know from New Zealand doing her thing. Yeah, she plays the role of a woman who hooks up with a guy who turns out to be very, very, very famous. And she didn't realize. And now she's basically navigating this relationship because he's into her. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Like, you're <laughs> so kind of a douche, like actor guy. <laughs> yeah. And she was not expecting that. So now she's in that world. And it's she's so funny. So, you know, hilarity ensues. Yeah. All and right. good performances from even like everybody in that cast. I found myself like laughing, at least in the first couple episodes, at some fun moments. So. Check it out. L-O-L. All right. 
Well, I just went down on Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you just found out about his business career. Yeah. yeah. You should check out his show, Wall Street, spelled exactly like you think. Yep. All right. All right. Sorry. Okay. Didn't mean to interrupt. Ever. It's been such a pleasure, as always, having you. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah, all of my socials are my name. So it's ever like the word E-V-E-R and then Maynard, M-A-I-N-A-R-D, all across the boards. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? I I do like Josh Gondelman a lot. I know. I was just saying he's been it's been really hot lately. I feel yeah, like Josh Gondelman. You know, he's been doing. <gasps> what? We got a response. From Wilby? What? From Wilby at the, oh my God, Twilight Hour. Oh my God. Hello, is this Wilby? Is the cow still around? Nope. Oh. That's it? Yeah. I'm going to say, okay, thank you for your time. Oh. Thank you for your service. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. What a, well, I'm glad we closed that circle. That was huge. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. That's awesome. Hell yeah, will be. Well, at least we know that it was it was real, you know? Otherwise he would have tried he would have taken the bait. Right. (laughs) He's like, What do you mean my wife? Take her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're gonna go Gondelman for your tweet wreck. Yeah, we're going for Gondelman. Go with Gondelman. Hey, there Super Producer yeah. Anna Hosnier, uh, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? I am at Anna Hosnier on Twitter. That's at A-N-N-A-H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H on Twitter. And you can check out my podcast, Ethnically Ambiguous, on this network. And I also have a streaming show every Tuesday evenings on Twitch. Hey. That's Twitch streaming. And it's called Deckheads Chief Stews with Molly Lambert, and we talk about Below Deck and all the Bravo Universe shows. It's wonderful. Tuesday nights, you can follow us at Deckheads Pod to catch up with more information. A tweet I've been enjoying includes, this guy Shant, Misrobian, he seems to be some weird, I don't know, he's like a weird conservative operative dude on Twitter who like goes after the left a lot, and he's just been tweeting all this really wild stuff, like, it says, if you could shoplift a podcast subscription, online leftists would change their tunes real quick. What are you talking and, about? <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, boy. Oh, you don't know. You know, huh? I think this is a bot. It must be because his <laughs> tweets are his tweets are unbelievably confusing as to why. Yeah, I think that all Here's the other turn one. into libertarians. This is what he said. Online leftism is having the politics of Nancy Pelosi and also thinking it's really edgy and cool when Ken Clipperstein pranks a Republican congressman into thinking his mom just died in a car accident. And then Ken was like, I never did that. What are you talking about? And then he just every response is like an evil villain. And then Ken can be like, why are you talking to me like a saw villain? And it's just a really funny thread. And now everyone, well, I mean, like a lot of people I know. On the left, if you will, leftist Twitter are all just making shant jokes because his name's <laughs> Shant. And they're like, everything Ken tweets, people will post like a car slamming on its brakes and being like, Shant's reaction right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been a really funny thread to follow because it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he's <laughs> just so weird. So, weird. Uh, so, anyway, I would recommend I checking wish you him guys- out. Like, would leave Shant alone because he's actually my sorcerer. <laughs> Back off, Shant. Back off. Shant. 
You don't want a piece of shant. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, other podcasts, 420 Day Fiance. Check that out. Twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance. For that 90 Day Talk, the tweet that I like is from Yadoye Travis at Yadoye underscore. He tweeted, white dudes, stop calling me king challenge. Um, yeah, oh my God. that that has a tinge to it. I've experienced as well. We're like, you know, please don't king me, sir. But uh, go about your day. Thank you, King. <laughs> <laughs> a tweet I've been enjoying. Nathan Hare tweeted, uh, "Getting used to life back in the office," and it's a series of texts with his boss where he texts his boss, "Go into the bathroom, go into the bathroom, go into the bathroom." His boss says, we're back in the office now. You don't have to text me this. You actually never did. And he responds, for sure. Pissing. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com. We post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you might enjoy going and checking out. Miles, what song are we recommending today? This is a remix to She Wants to Move by N.E.R.D., but like with a really dope sort of like retro bongo guitar sort of surf rocky kind of remix. Uh, this is by Coffee, C-O dot space, F-E-E. And this is the Native Tongues Coffee Remix of She Wants to Move. Uh, we'll put the link for that one in the footnotes because you can only get it on SoundCloud. Rocky 7, Surf Rocky was my least favorite Rocky movie, by the way. Uh, the Daily Zyka is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 